Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Joel here with my dad. And I'm Rick. I got a weird one for you, dad. All uh, right. A ready. few years ago, I was kind of having a disagreement with this dude. And uh, in the middle of the conversation, we kind of came to an agreement. And he said this, though. He said, the problem is you've been involved in witchcraft and it's going to take a while to root that out. And I was like, <laughs> uh -oh. excuse me? Witchcraft? I'm like, you know, do I have a witch's uh -huh. hat on, like brewing, you know, some sort of a concoction? Have I been in casting spells on people? And, he, and I said, what? And he goes, rebellion as, as the sin of witchcraft. And you caused this person to rebel, which I didn't actually, but in his mind, I'd caused this person to rebel. And he huh. says, so you've been a party to witchcraft. And I was like, wow, I thought I had heard it all, but <laughs> yeah. now I've heard it all. So well, the verse he was referring to, yeah. First Samuel 15, 23, for rebellion is as the sin of divination or witchcraft, witchcraft. Uh -huh. and presumption is as iniquity and idolatry. So the context, tell the context of it. Uh, well, uh, the Lord told uh, Saul to go out and destroy the Amalekites, which there's a whole bunch of stuff behind that too. And anyway, um, and Saul went out and totally defeated the Amalekites, but instead of killing their king, he kept the king alive. And instead of killing all the oxen and the sheep and all the livestock and stuff, which we won't get into why that was needed. It's all this symbolism. And yeah, stuff. yeah. So he was told to do that. Uh, but he kept the best. He kept the king alive and he kept the sheep, the best of the livestock alive as well. So Samuel comes and faces him and he says, hey, did you obey the Lord? Yes, sir. I obeyed the Lord. And he goes, well, wait a minute. I'm hearing a bunch of sheep over here. That's the classic line. Then what is this bleeding of sheep in yeah. my ear? Bleating is in bleeding. <laughs> Wait, you mean the sheep are all bleeding? What uh, is this baying in my ears? Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, he and the crazy thing is the Lord told Samuel, the dude didn't obey. Go, yeah, he go after him. He knew. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I've re basically, that's when he says, I've rejected him. Yeah. So then this is where he comes out and Samuel says this, his rebellion is at the sin of divination and presumption is his iniquity and adultery because you've rejected the word of the Lord. He has also rejected you from being king. That yeah. was the beginning of the end for Saul. So my question is, what the heck does that mean? And was I really involved in witchcraft? <laughs> <laughs> well, probably so when you watched Bewitched on TV, that was probably the most close you got to it. You know, twist, twitched your nose and so. Yeah. Um, Okay, so what is, what you know, I had a Wait, lot Wait, actually, that was I Dream a Genie. Wrong theme song. <laughs> anyway. We got it. Um, yeah, it's interesting that pri prior to that, what Samuel says, I think is really important too, because he, he asks Saul a question. He says, does the Lord delight as much in your burnt offerings and sacrifices? Because Saul said, I'm gonna, we're going to keep these best sheep. We're going to offer them as a sacrifice to the Lord, which obviously that's probably not what he's doing. But he says, does God take as much delight in that as just obeying? And then he says, obedience is better than sacrifice, mm. which I think is pretty powerful. And that's then when he says um, that uh, divination, rebellions is a sin of witchcraft. What's so we're that? early on in this. So first of all, unpack that obedience is better than sacrifice because I think that's a huge one because I think most of us think, well, I'm sacrificing. Yeah, yeah. I should get points for this. Right. And, and what he's saying is... Um, you know, we can come up with all kinds of sacrifices we do on our own. I was watching something the other day I mentioned. It's a cute little video called The Gospel Blimp. And they talk about this guy who, um, oh, he was willing to sacrifice for the kingdom. He even left his family for long periods of time to go out and fly this goofy gospel blimp all over the place, you know. And it was we, all he we was We talked about that in that podcast that we did on, uh, very great yes, podcast, yes. on that podcast that 
I don't remember what it's about, but we talked about that. Listen yeah. to one of the last five podcasts yeah. in there. It yeah. was recent, yeah, yeah, The Gospel yeah. Blimp. It's a great one. Yeah. Check it out on Vimeo. It's a really funny, it's a very insightful too film. But So we can come up with all these sacrifices that we make for God, but he just wants you to do what he says to do. And sometimes that will involve sacrifice, but sometimes it doesn't. Mm. Hebrews talks about this. It talks about, uh, one of, Hebrews 6, it talks about leaving behind these elementary foundations of the faith, which one of them is repentance from dead works. Well, what are dead works? It's just stuff we come up to do for God. Mm. And he goes, what? That's got no life in it, no power. I just want you to do what I told you to do. And this is like what Jesus said. If you love me, just obey my commandments. Just obey me. And as a parent, you understand that. Your kid could go, oh, dad, I, uh, I, uh, I'm not going to eat for two weeks to make you happy. And you go, well, I didn't ask you to do that. That how. Yeah. That's a wonderful sacrifice, but I, it means nothing to me. I'd much rather you just go out and mow the grass like I asked you to. Elise does you that know? for me all the time, and I find out later it's because she's trying to get something. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. Dad, I did this. I'm like, well, I didn't really need you to do that, but thanks. And nice. by the way, can I have all these Snickers bars? Oh, yeah. what? A, you think I'm stupid? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that's it. The fa- God is just like any good father. He's just saying, just do what I ask you to do. You don't have to come up with all kinds of ways to make yourself miserable. That doesn't please me. Mm. So obedience is better than sacrifice. And that's when he then goes to the other side and says, and by the way, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft or divination and iniquity stubbornness is as idolatry. And for years, I wondered about that too. I thought, well, I don't really know what that means until I began to, well, I was actually studying that particular part there in Samuel and I began to realize, okay, so divination or witchcraft, it's, it's divination is trying to find guidance from some source outside of yourself, some guidance other than God. So I'm trying to divine the future. I'm trying mm. to, to know either the future, I'm trying to know direction for my life, I'm trying to find direction for my life, but I'm not going to God to do it. I'm finding some other source. So witchcraft is, and what is witchcraft? Witchcraft is, the whole thing in witchcraft is trying to get power, spiritual power, power, but it's a part of the right God. formulas, through incantations, through even yeah. from Satan even himself. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, it's seeking guidance. It's seeking direction. It's seeking power from some source other than God. And typically it's a spiritual source, but it's other than God. It's uh, from Satan, demonic forces or spiritual forces other than God himself. So that's why uh, rebellion, I am, I am uh, seeking to do my own way instead of God's way. And so I'm going to seek direction from another source. That makes sense. And the source is yourself probably. Yeah. And that's why idolatry, that's why it's iniquity is idolatry because you're setting up, you say idolatry. I'm not worshiping. Yeah, you are. You're worshiping yourself. You're setting yourself up. Rebellion is saying you're not the boss of me. I'm the boss of me. Mm. And so it's setting yourself up as the idol as God in your life. So the first thing that comes to my mind is I remember growing up, um, you were pretty easy on us when we would make stupid mistakes. But when you would come down like a, a vicious executioner <laughs> was when you sensed a hint of rebellion within us. Yeah. Like if you were like, you know, if we were all apologetic and sorry, like, hey, it's okay. We, you know, we make rest, like we restitution if we've broken yeah. something. But man, if there was any hint of rebellion, like against authority, that was something you were like, rah, like a eagle came down, like shred <laughs> us to pieces. So that, that, 
I mean, that goes back to that thing because you were trying to instill in us the importance of, and you, and as a, a parent, were God's minister of Wrath. guidance. Well, you're, you're, I mean, the goal ultimately yeah. as a parent is initially you are their, you are their God for them. Yeah. But initially, you're turning them to look to God for that. So you're teaching through re- obedience to you. You were teaching me rebellion will not be tolerated, which is a gift because you're saying ultimately God's saying rebellion will not be exactly. tolerated. Yeah. So by learning as early on as five, six, seven. When I saw when you saw rebellion, you would try to root it out because eventually your goal as the child gets older is yeah. to hand them, not to hand them over, but to teach them to look to God for the guidance that you forced on them as a child right. because you had the power to do that. Yeah. But eventually you don't have the power to do that and they have to self-regulate looking to God. So that's yeah. why you came down so hard on rebellion. Yeah, and exactly. That's exactly it because it is a big deal. It is as the sin of witchcraft. It is saying, I'm going to be my own God. I'm not going to look to anybody else. I'm not going to listen to anybody else. And so, so that, it's a that's big interesting because, you know, it's one of those things you're like, oh, that's just hyperbole in the Bible. But there's actually a tremendous amount of depth in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and true biblical, it's true principles. It's one of those major principles of life. Because again, how does God deal with us when we make mistakes? Well, he expects us to make mistakes. I mean, if he'd wanted a better product, he wouldn't have made us out of dirt, you know? <laughs> he knows, he verse, dirt. He knows <laughs> our frame. He remembers yeah. we are but dust. And the kid yeah. goes, what's but what's dust, but mom? Dust? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So he knows what we're made of and he knows we're going to make mistakes and he knows our heart behind it. But when the heart is a heart of rebellion, and that's the thing about it too, it, it says the second part that says stubbornness is as iniquity. Mm. And we often think of iniquity as just, oh, it's another word for sin, but it really isn't. Iniquity really refers more to the attitude behind the sin. The sin is the action. Iniquity, we have iniquity before you even do a sin because that's just our nature mm. is, it's kind of the attitude or the, yeah, the character behind it that causes us to take the action of sin. And I think that's one of the reasons we talk about, oh, we're born as sinners. Well, then as, if you're born as sinners, then as you die, you're going to go to hell. No, you're born with that iniquity within you, that propensity. But the punishment comes for the actual behavior, for the actions, for the sin. And so it's different to have that stubbornness is as iniquity. Because again, what you're doing with stubborn, you're going, you will not be the boss of me. I'm the boss of me. I make, so therefore that's why it's like idolatry. Huh. I'm setting myself up as God, as ruler of my little universe. Okay, so I'm looking at this word, chapsar, it looks like is the word uh, for stubbornness. Because some translations of it say presumption. That seems kind of contradictory, presumption. I mean, presumption does seem a little bit of what Saul did. Saul yeah. said, well, I think God didn't mean all of it. Maybe he just meant like the good I'm stuff. I'm going to presume he would, I would yeah. assume, assume he would love these offerings. Yeah, this is interesting. It's, uh, I don't know, I'm no Greek scholar or Hebrew scholar, but it says narrow, a tight place, a pebble, an opponent, an adversary, afflicted, anguish. What We're the stubborn? heck? Did I put the wrong word in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No wonder there's contradictory translations of it. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, it's interesting. But I think both of them kind of speak volumes because presumption is another thing we do. We think, well, surely God would want this. Yeah, and then we go do it, and then you're like, God doesn't bless it because, like, well, He didn't care. You know, yeah. I mean, He didn't. Wasn't one of His deals. Yeah, and every once in a while, you get lucky, and you're like, God must have really liked that. Well, yeah. it's just the law of like luck, right? Percentages, maybe. Yeah. Huh? But how often do we do stuff in Jesus' name? And then it falls apart and we're like, God, yeah. you led me off a cliff. And he's like, 
I, I didn't. I don't remember telling you to do that. It's kind of like the story with Joshua. You remember when Joshua was getting ready to go in the promised land, and he's out wandering around and, you know, they're getting ready to go into the battle and he sees this man out there and he says, are you for us or against us? And the guy's answer is, I'm captain of the army of the hosts of heaven. Yeah. In other words, it's not a matter of, am I for you or against you? Are you, whose side are you on? Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, so we're wanting God to get on our side. And he said, I'm not getting on your side. You can right. get on my side. Right. <laughs> You can do what I want done, or you can go out and do your own thing. That, yeah, that reminds me of that story of those that that army two army officers. They're up in the mountains looking down, and they see two people, two people coming to them, <laughs> and they look, and the the commander says, "Hey, look down there and tell me if those people are friends or enemies." And the guy looks at him and in the binoculars. He goes, "Sir, I'm pretty sure they're friends because they're walking really close together." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay, this is an interesting one too because. Uh, well, everybody recover from that. But the presumption thing too is, I think about how often we we do, when you're not hearing from God, sometimes we just go do something. Yeah, yeah. And you, you go, God, sometimes God doesn't want you to do anything. He just yeah. wants you to do the last thing he told you. And uh, I mean, that's what Saul's like. Well, you know, we I could think of, you know, these good, these good uh, yeah. sheep. I could probably sell these and we could give it to the house of God. Give it and, to the church. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. And God's like, no, no, I have other plans for that. And, and yeah. but that's a, I mean, that's a dangerous place to be in because there are some of us that, I mean, there's some personality types that you, you really think you're doing something yeah. for God. And it's kind of a, a helpless place to be in when God's like, I don't need you to do anything for me. Yeah. And it's interesting how quickly that could lead to something like rebellion. Well, and you think about it too, it's like, golly, that is wasteful. Look at all these great sheep and look at these good, I mean, let's give them to the poor. Mm -hmm. Let's give them to the poor. We could do, I mean, there's all kinds of ways. I think all of it, I know I do. I try to improve on God's plan so many times. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he says to do something. I go, well, that's, you know, I don't, you don't literally think that you don't literally say, well, God, let me improve upon this. But an idea comes and you sense it's from the Lord. And then you go, Oh, that's a good idea. But you know, it worked better if we do it this way or do it that way. Or, oh, wow, wow. or we could manipulate this. What if we get, uh, you know, how we can get people on board with this or how, and we're always trying to improve upon God's plan. And it's interesting because that's the same spirit that was dri- that drove Judas when he got mad at the lady who broke open that expensive yeah. perfume, anointed Jesus feet. He's like, that could have been sold and given to the poor. And he's yeah. all, you know, he's stealing from the purse. Yeah. But Jesus is like, nope, nope, this is the way, this is being done for a very specific reason. But here's Judas, that same attitude. And he's the one that actually ultimately like turned on Jesus. Yeah. It's that same attitude of, I know what's best for the kingdom here. And it's presumption. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, you say, dare you say, it's rebellion. That's so interesting how it all kind of, it's that same attitude. It's an attitude, which again, which is what we talked about. You would, when you'd sense an attitude of rebellion, I guess you could see how many different bad directions it can go. So you crush it in the yeah. beginning because it's such a dangerous thing. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, it did lead to me being involved in witchcraft, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> so that's stubborn. Yeah. To sort of close it out, uh, that's a really powerful, I mean, it's a bigger point. It, it could be lost in the, the wording of it because like, well, I'm not involved in witchcraft. But yet, if we look at our own hearts and go, how often do we try and do it our own way? And yeah. God's saying, that's not how I asked you to do it. Or I didn't even ask you to do that. And you're all mad at me because it didn't yeah. work the way I wanted. So it, there's a, it's, it's a big, deep root. I mean, it's a root yeah. that can get, take, take root and turn into all sorts of other... Um, well... 
it, bad things. Yeah, yeah. And like especially in our culture too, where you feel like you've got to produce, you've got to be doing something. Mm. And he may just be saying, I just want you to sit still a while. Yeah. Yeah, but I can't, I gotta do something, I gotta do something, you know? And uh, I, I read a quote from a priest the other day. He said, it's better to do nothing than to do something that lacks productivity or lacks uh, benefit. And I go, well, I'm not sure about that. You need to be doing something, you know, got to be doing something, but maybe it's better to just wait upon the Lord and then you'll know when it's time and what you'll do will be so much more productive than just trying to do your own thing and doing it under your own strength. That reminds me of a line from the Tao Te Ching. I love it. He says this, Lao Tzu says, doing nothing is better than being busy doing nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, for those of you involved in witchcraft right now, uh, we highly yes. encourage <laughs> you stubborn people and rebellious people. That's right. Drop to your knees and repent. But it is a, it is a it careful is thing. We always have to check our heart and go, am I doing this? You know, it, it, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and all yeah. your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Is it possible that part of the reason you're frustrated right now is because you're doing something that you think you're doing for God, but he's not actually asking you to do, or he's asked you to do something and you've gone, outside of the, the yeah. domain of it, or even gone further than what he asked of you again, which is what happened with Eve. Uh, he's got, you know, God tells Adam and Eve, you know, don't eat this fruit. And when Satan comes or she says, Oh, he said, don't even touch it. Or, or yeah. Well, no, he didn't just say take that. Take it to the next level. Yeah. You uh-huh. don't have to take it to the next level. Do exactly just what he told you because obedience is better than any sacrifice. Better than sacrifice. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing this with your friends on the platform of your choice. For more from Joelle Malm, visit joellemalm.com. For more from Rick Malm, visit rickmalm.com. Our podcast music was produced by Alex Burleson.